Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming at you live from the aquarium. I, as always, am Graham Taylor, and join, joining me tonight are the lovely... Ryan Fine. Preston Radke. And tonight we have a very, very special guest. Uh, sir, who are you? <laughs> Jacob Harding. Welcome to the show tonight as our very first uh, guest critic. Nice to meet you, Jacob. Guest, yeah. guest analyzer, guest... Guest uh, analyst? What do you want your title to be? Uh, guest analyst is fine. All right, cool. Straggler uh, on the street. I think you've forgotten one of our hosts. Of course. How could I be so stupid? Burton, my man, I'm the sorry. star of the show. You know it. You mean the arm candy of the show? The eye candy. Eye candy, different body part. <laughs> Still, he's so, so sweet. Anyways... Let's get down to it, because uh, with our additional personnel tonight and the subject matter, I think we're going to be here for a while. Uh, so, the subject matter is uh, one little album called Hokey Fright by The Uncluded. Now, who the hell are they, then, you might be asking? Who the hell are they? They are the collaboration of one Aesop Rock and e. Kimya Dawson. How many Kimya Dawsons? Uh, at least one. Uh, multiple have not yet been confirmed, but at least one. Uh, this little album uh, came out in 2013. Uh, Wikipedia promotes it as a hip-hop uh, ro- folk rock album uh, with a little bit of, uh, well, Aesop's trademark hip-hop and Kimia's trademark anti-folk, which I'm not entirely sure what that is, but, you know, Wikipedia says it's it, good. It's got to be true, right? So we're going to start this episode off right away. Uh, just one one quick little overview here. Uh what are you guys' feelings about the general themes of this album? What are you feeling from it? Who wants to start? I'll start, I suppose. All right. Um, well, when I first listened to this album, I had lots of you know feelings, emotions associated with it. But then I was like, you know what? I really shouldn't take this album too seriously because they don't, which isn't a bad thing. Huh. So the general feeling was just enjoyment because this album is phenomenal. An interesting take. I think that it has it's obviously fairly absurdist because of the two artists working on it um so you get a lot of that but then there's also a very personal side to it and they like i feel like they pick out a lot of wounds but on other songs it just kind of go crazy that's a great way to put it yeah i feel like there's a lot of different feelings on this there's like a lot of not necessarily even serious but a little bit sad songs about the like kind of kind of losing innocence or something and you can either like take them seriously or not and it's really sad if you do but fun to listen to if you don't um why'd you hang up on me what (laughs) nothing go on so yeah and then there's a couple that are just like nobody knows where they came from they're from some other world Mm -hmm. why'd you hang up on me (laughs) Uh oh i get it spoilers And there's a lot here that I do agree with, but uh, I think to an extent that this album, at least some songs, shouldn't be kind of seen in a serious light. Like, there's def- there's definitely those out there songs. There's a lot of those fun songs. There's a couple on here that specifically uh, really kind of deal with some dark stuff. But then again, some of their more serious songs are also very tongue-in-cheek, so they can be that more, and they have that more enjoyable element to them. But um, also, no one mentioned this, but I'm I'm sensing a lot of themes of like nostalgia, but not like the remember the '90s kind of nostalgia, like the actual personal kind of nostalgia of just being a kid, you know. Well, Living. yeah, because I think Kimia Dawson kind of sounds like a kid. So. Well, that too. I keep forgetting <laughs> that she's like in her forties. Yeah, she's she's a like divorced mother and yeah. Yeah, there are lots of flashbacks on the album. Well, not really flashbacks, but like 
Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's dive right in. This uh, album starts off track one with Kryptonites. Uh, kind of short, but uh, what do you guys think? It's a very, like, just immediate way to start the album. It's just like, bam, bam. in the album, <laughs> immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty good uh, template for what you're going to get later on the album. It's just a nice little introductory piece, I think. Yeah, there's, like, no getting, like, there's no kind of slow introduction to how, like, weird this collaboration really is. Like, as soon as Aesop Rock comes in, you're like, yeah, this is weird, and I won't know if it works for a while. I just got to get used to it. Uh, I, I like the song a lot. I thought the beginning was kind of just sound like classic Kimya from The Peaches and just her solo solo which which life. peaches the moldy ones ah those peaches those peaches but i actually i like this song but i don't actually think it was a good opener um like i said it was too short and quite frankly i know it kind of it was a good sampler of what was later on to come but i think i personally think that um delicate cycle would have been a better opener but it was a good song oh, see now i gotta disagree with that i do because I, I really think this is a really good opener cause just because of how short it is it's almost like a sample a demo of what is in store all condensed into like a less than two minute song and delicate cycle i'm not gonna lie the next song uh directly following kryptonite is one of my favorite songs on the album i just think it's just one of the one of the best songs that this album has to offer and i'm always uh against starting your album with some of the, your best work. I think you should ease into that. Like, you should have the best song maybe at the end. I'm, potentially. <laughs> potentially. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, like, if you start off your album with your best song, uh, <coughs> Camera Obscura, <coughs> that, wow. uh, it, might Remember just, that. it might just go downhill from there. But that's just my two cents. Uh, so, speaking of Delicate Cycle, uh, I'm sorry, did you have something else to add? Any rebuttals? No, it's okay. No, come on. No, no, it's fine. We have a long show to go, so I'm sure we'll fight some more later on. Yeah, we'll keep it delicate here at the beginning. It's a delicate cycle. You gotta ease into it. (laughs) Delicate cycle, second track on the album. Uh, I don't know, was this technically a single? Did they have singles? Yeah, I think they released this one and Edward Scissorhands. I don't know, this was one of the more popular ones. That's a good video. The video featured Little Bub, or Lil Bub, so... uh, yeah, it was one of the more popular ones, and there's a reason for that. Anyone want to chime in why? It's just like they're... It's good? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just sort of like their manifesto, I think. And, I mean, it, no other song has made me want to go to a laundromat as much as this song has. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, uh, um, like, I think they intentionally made this the most, like, catchy... Well, not necessarily even catchy, but most, like, single-worthy song by, like, bringing in the drummer... From I believe Yola Tango. Yeah. Like, fun fact: he's like the only musician apart from Kimya and Aesop who are on this entire album. And a little bump in the video. (laughs) Well, okay, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, just the instrumentation, the solid chorus, the chimes, the yeah progression, that chorus with their like very contrasted vocals. You know, Aesop's kind of got that more gruff sounding. Oh yeah, he sounds he sounds very New York in this song. Uh huh. And then Kimya's got that. I, for lack of a better word, that more delicate, you know, actual sing-songy voice. Yeah, it's amazing how well their personalities work out, like, considering how different they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I can actually think of another super group that's sort of like this, that has sort of the same take two very contrasting people and put them together. Wait, who? They're called the Halo Benders. They're a <laughs> 90s band, and they 
it's half one half Doug Marsh from Boat to Spill, and he's like this sad math nerd who likes indie music and can shred on the guitar. And then it's Calvin Johnson from Beat Happening, and he has this baritone voice, and he's sings about very childlike so like subjects, but he somehow manages to make it not sound creepy. And they just come together, and it's just otherworldly. Huh. Keep that in mind. I have a question, Graham. I hope they have an answer. Do you like where this song is located on the album? I do. Okay. I think this is... Uh, see, I'm not going to break down how I think an album should be laid out, but I think, you know, never start with your best, but always have a good song near the beginning to, you know, hook your audience. I think and... the second song is kind of the traditional place for the big single. Yeah. You see it in a lot of really big albums, but... Yeah, nothing wrong with this placement. I'm just asking. Yeah, um, also, <laughs> this is actually my gold star for the album. I oh. didn't really know what I was going to give it to, but I just kept coming back to this one and, like, considering it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like the whole contrast between, like, what they're doing lyrically because you have Aesop Rock coming in with this, like, he's in the beginning and he's rapping about literally hacking off limbs and shipping them off to people mm-hmm. and like he, without even a beat after he's done with that Kimia comes in and explains how her mom was a lunch lady when she was in elementary school <laughs> and I'm just like that is just just like they didn't even try to like make it mesh together they just completely took advantage of the fact that they're really different artists uh-huh really the only thing in common about the two's lyrics in this song are they share the same chorus and that's literally it Mm-hmm. But I like that, and I think we're going to come back to that contrast a lot as we go through this album, because it's much. there, and it's definitely one of the strong points. Any final words? Nope. Next track. All right, TV on the 10. Uh, coming straight out of Delicate Cycle, which is like this chimey, happy, upbeat song. We got this like this dark, this brooding, this, I don't know, drudging along kind of I like this song intro. a lot because um, I think this is the first song on the album that didn't sound like anything that Kimia Dawson had done before. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love Kimia Dawson. I admittedly haven't listened to a lot of Aesop Rock before now, but this kind of opened my eyes to the fact that she doesn't have to be sitting behind an acoustic guitar, you know, singing cheeky lyrics. Instead, she can be doing those cheeky lyrics to a beat. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good song. Yeah, I like it. this one, um, I believe, is about, like, fear of getting on an airplane about because of what might happen to you and one of the things i like about it is that the beat reminds me of when my family's driven to the airport like super early in the morning mm -hmm. and like you know you have caffeine you're just trying to stay awake but you're also really tired that's what the beat sounds like to me that's a great way to describe it i think yeah Mm -hmm. so would you like to keep no (laughs) all right well um I actually think this is one of the tracks. Like, I kept playing this game where I'm listening to this album, and I'm like, was this, like, Aesop's idea or was this Kimia's idea? And I think this is more of a track where Kimia's coming more into Aesop's style than her own. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's, like, what Jacob said about, like, kind of even, like, seeing plane crashes on TV, and they talk about it, and so it makes you paranoid. Like, it could happen. It's probably not going to, but it could, and what that terrifies me. Glad that I'm driving home. <laughs> yeah, and now, I just gotta say this right now, I love the song. I love the atmosphere. I love everything about it. I just gotta get this out of the way. I gotta give it my rotten egg. Wow! Oh, just cause, simply because I love almost every song. On, no, I, I I do, I'll say it. I love every song on this album. And I'm, 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 I'm Yes? Hey, hey, Ryan and Jacob, you want to hear a secret? What? G- Graham really wanted to give it to um, the the song where they go, don't hang up on me, or why'd you hang up on me? 
Oh, but yeah. I talked him I, out of it. I wasn't gonna scandalous. I wasn't gonna cop out and do a filler well, song. We'll get to that song. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll another, get there eventually. Another song I love. Yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. This is a great song, but the entire album's full of great songs. So someone's gotta bite the bullet. And unfortunately, that's yeah. TV on the tens or tens on the TV. No, TV on the ten. I got it right TV the first on time. Ten. Yeah, there's no the. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's the in my notes for whatever reason. I mean, you know, I'm very qualified to host this. To listen to the entire album this time. <laughs> I I've always listened to the entire album. I just happen to remember all of the oh, Okay, good. You know who this song actually reminded me of? Wow. James Murphy. <laughs> really? Elaborate. Well, yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? Have you seen some of our past episodes? You might. Jacob doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh no, I know the James Murphy thing, but I, I didn't know if you were bringing back the meme already, or if you were just <laughs> no, I actually no. had a legitimate point to make. We are. We have. We have no original ideas. We're just crap. We're just a memes. mishmash of running jokes, and we're only four episodes in. Right. Good job, guys. Anyway, speaking of uh, natural disasters like this, Earthquake, next song on the album. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Jacob, you sound like you want to say something. Oh, yeah, this one's my golden star, which Uh-oh. is a hard one to choose. Uh-oh. Isn't it? Because I love every song on this Uh-oh. album, and I'm assuming Preston's giving it the rotten name. No, it's close, though. <laughs> but I really love this one. It has, like, a really strong melody, which stays in my head more than any other song, and the lyrics just kind of kill me. Like, they're about... He's actually dead here on this podcast. He's recording this post-mortem. Like, the lyrics are about, like, this life-changing event that takes place, but it's not, like, for the good, necessarily. <coughs> it's just that, you know, your life's going along, and then, bam, something hits. It's the earthquake, and then mm-hmm. you have to try to deal with that. You have to try to move on. Like, it's talking about this mother, this child who just lost his mother, and he was only three years old. It's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of one of those songs that's hard to look at in the tongue-in-cheek, kind of whimsical kind of light. It's kind yeah. of just in your face. Yeah, which just is interesting. stuff. Because the first time I listened through this album, just kind of like glossing over it, I thought this one had a very kind of folksy charm mm-hmm. in like a typical Kimmy Dawson way. Not that she never does sad songs because, oh my God, she does. But uh, yeah, I didn't really realize how sad it was until I started digging into the lyrics. But yeah, it's definitely emotional. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites or least favorites. And now, now that we're just going down the list, I want to hear what Preston has to say about it. Yeah, <coughs> hit me up. So this is my second to least favorite song. <clears throat> Here comes the discourse. However, however, I'm going to start out with something very positive like this about this. I I really loved Aesop's performance on this song. Um, as I've stated before, I'm kind of new to the Aesop rock scene, if you will. Ooh. And I think this really kind of showed off his talents. Um Quite frankly, I really appreciated the kind of the honesty and the the brutalness, I guess, that Kimia Dawson showed with her lyrics and her singing, but I honestly didn't like her vocal performance in this song. I thought it was just a little... I just didn't click with me. So, yeah, second least favorite. Sorry, Jacob. I mean, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, and the interesting thing about the vocals on this album is they always, like, sing on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're constantly overlapping. Yeah, constantly it's kind of disorienting, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it works in some songs, doesn't work as well in other songs. Yeah. But we'll discuss that in future songs. We're about to get there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those future songs, Organs. Oh, <laughs> I this, this is a great is song. This, oh, my God. Now, hang yeah. on a second. I'm hanging. I'm hanging. <coughs> because I need to say, well, because you were just talking about it, I need to say that 
this is one of the songs where I I just realized how much I do not like Aesop Rock, Rock's uh, singing voice. Oh, oh it's I'm terrible. Like, it's terrible. I need I'm, him to stick oh to what God, he's good at. You're so right. I'm like, that's okay, but that's actually the only negative thing I have to say about this song because it's incredible other than that. About organs? I know, like, <laughs> they're singing, like, it's important to give away your pieces, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is brilliant. This is the best organ donation advertisement I've ever heard. Cut and dry, I'll be leaving with your kidneys. Yeah, and there's this, like, bridge section where Kimya is singing about all these animals. She always sings about animals! I know she, she always, always does, sings about animals. but she's singing about all these animals giving their organs to each other, and just, like, the pictures that go in my head really about, like, I really want to see some of them. I know, I really want to see a cat with, with a, a whale, whale tail. tail. <laughs> a dolphin with bat sonar. <laughs> Uh, it, actually, this song really reminds me of uh, that one Kimmy Dawson song, Tree Hugger, kind of in the same context of all these like <laughs> non-sentient things having wishes for something else. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Song. See, I have not heard any Kimmy Dawson outside oh, of this album. Oh, and you have Gino. an assignment. We gotta, we gotta yeah. fix that. But uh, Juno's a really good starting point, though. Back to Aesop's singing, though. Oh, okay. I agree, it's not <laughs> it's traditionally so good. Bad. It's it's bad. It's bad, but it's I love bad. it. It's I do just, too. It, it's charming to me because he, you don't hear him sing a lot for a reason, but just to hear him okay. sing like this, it's, like he's trying it's, so hard. He's doing it. He's doing it. He has a range of like three notes. <laughs> but can we just like, well, go on. In some of, not exactly in this song, but. In some of the songs when Aesop sings, he sounds like he sounds like he's hungover. Honestly, <laughs> he just got it. However, one of my favorite lines from the album appears here: "Goodbyes into good biology." Oh yeah, I love that line. It's a I'm great line. I haven't brought more of their lyrics because their lyrics are just so like dense, and throughout most of the songs are just so quirky. not complicated but quirky, and just they make you think. And I know it's one of the best parts of this album. I had never listened to this album before this was assigned, but um. <laughs> First learned heartbreak from a Zoda one subscreen. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm gonna keep listening to this album, just keep finding new lyrical gems. I mean, if I if I can plug Aesop here right now, that's what a lot of his albums are like. Though less folksy, more you know, straight up underground. Yeah, probably less Kimia. Okay, can we talk about actually, actually. Well, I know she's featured, but quite frequently. Can we talk about organs though? Because we haven't really talked about okay. it. Okay. You lead it. You lead us then. No, I don't have anything to say. Preston, lead it. <laughs> I don't have anything to say either. Jacob, Jacob. But I wanna, you're the expert. This. What do you want to talk about this? But I don't know what I want to talk about. It's what do you want to say about it? I don't know. I just wanted to be discussion. It's this beautiful. Is, you should a, all listen to it. This is the, hospitals should use this to try and recruit people to donate their organs. Uh huh. But this actually is the first. Uh, Uncluded song you showed me. Uh, this Jacob. is the first one I heard, and you showed me the music video, which is great because it's like this, like. Almost like James and the Giant Peach aesthetic yeah. of these animals peach. losing their organs and getting them transplanted. It's almost like a stop motion style. It's great. I love everything about this song. So are you all uh, registered organ donors? Hell well, yeah. yeah. You know it. Good. Me too. <laughs> I showed this to one of my friends, and he liked it, but he's like, no, I can't deal with the fact that my pieces will be in other people. They're my pieces. <laughs> I hope he you never may plans one day on getting married. pieces yourself. <laughs> he may. <laughs> Okay. So, speaking of giving away your pieces and helping others, we have... Sandwiches! Actually, the song's called Superheroes, who save people. So, uh, let's get to the meat of it. What's Superheroes about? Get to the meat of it. Sandwiches! How long have you been waiting to use that? I just thought of it now. I'm so proud of myself. Go Graham. (laughs) Okay, Ryan. All right, I'm going to start. I I have... So much to say about this song. The song's it's like 38 50. seconds long. Yes, it's 38 seconds. They're just 
Kimia Dawson and Aesop Rock are just alternating, shouting out different kinds of sandwiches. And honestly, I feel like this is such a poignant statement on consumerism and its effect on modern society. <laughs> oh my! Now, the one thing For I have real, to though. say, there's a big contrast oh, here yeah. between the two um, artists. Aesop Rock is naming like turkey sandwiches, grilled cheese, all these super bland sandwiches that you see everywhere. Kimia Dawson... She's like saying shawarma and fluffernutters. Eggplant farm. Starting off with the Monte Cristo. Yeah, I know. All these diverse sandwiches all around the world. True patrician sandwiches. (laughs) Aesop Rock was just playing it so safe. And Kamia Dawson is like expanding what it really means to be a sandwich. Like shawarma, would some people consider that a wrap? I don't know. But but it's a sandwich to Kimia. Like really, I normally see Aesop in this experimental underground light. But in this song, he just went too generic. I agree. Kimia, true MVP of the song. Uh, Preston, anything else? I mean, everything was already said, so, yep. <laughs> I think that little tangent there was longer than the song itself. Don't you have um anything to say about a certain omitted sandwich, Preston? <clears throat> Time for the rant. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I love Kimya Dawson, but she did not include a very appropriate sandwich that I think she should have would have fit her aesthetic. The Italian beef. Yeah. Most notably known from the Chicagoland area, but I'm, still. I mean, while we're talking about Chicago sandwiches, why wasn't the hot dog in there? That's can, not a hot. Can, that's not a sandwich. That's not a sandwich. If we can include shawarma, we can include hot no, dogs. No, 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 no. Hot dog is sacred. Preston, so I think sacred. you've missed. No, I think you've missed the entire point of this song. We should be accepting all things as sandwiches. Okay, you sandwich. Who really? are you to say where the sandwich begins and the sandwich ends? You gotta open your mind, man. Don't be like Aesop. Be like Kimya. So. Jambi Cafe. Well, before we get to that, I guess we're now just the Deadbeat Club. Oh, you. Did you hear something? <laughs> Did you hear something? I'm going to remove myself from the podcast after this episode. Uh, this is actually my Please final do. episode. Doors that way. <laughs> Pilot. All right. Jambi Cafe. Good song. Where you, a place where you can hopefully buy sandwiches, but uh, Ooh. yeah, I like this one. It starts off very, like, very traditional Kimya, and it just kind of evolves from there. I like the analysis of Apple Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Buds go zig zig zig. <laughs> That's right. It's oh good, God. great I, melody in the song. I never thought a line like zig zig zing would make me like tear up, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely this, well. This is one of the more emotional tracks. I've very much considered giving this my gold star. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that grew on me the more times I listened to it. Um, I just like this whole, like, kind of childhood aspect, but also kind of painful. Like, she's like, I'm weak, but I'm trying to prove to myself that I'm strong. While it's also about, like, healing boo-boos and Jolly Ranchers. And there's this thing about snake venom. I don't know. There's a lot of different paths that it takes, but... Mm-hmm. And then Asaph comes in with his skating analogies. Yeah. And the absolutely golden li- line, you know that to skate or die is just a term. And I just... <laughs> Oh, the first time I heard that, I just instantly moved the song up in yeah. my rankings. I love how he, like, says that line from the perspective of, like, you know, uh, a concerned old person. <laughs> just like, oh, come on, man. Like, you don't have to take that so seriously. Yeah, he's just, like, a cool old guy. That's really what Aesop Rock is. Yeah, the Kinda, album yeah. is, like, you're just being sat down on the porch with this eccentric old wise soul and this 
you know, free spirit hippie lady, and they're just talking to you about life and explaining how to live it. I mean, just look at the album cover. It's basically that. Oh, it's like Aesop yeah. Rock looks like this sage, and he's just, like, sitting down, and she's just, like, some forest fairy jumping around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I have nothing to add. I think you pretty much summed up everything about this song. Great one, though. Good song. Mm-hmm. Third mm-hmm. favorite. Yeah, and up next, uh, we're definitely one of Preston's favorites, Bats. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. just like the last song started off very traditionally Kimia, I think this one started off very much traditionally hey, uh, hey. Aesop, to contrast that. Do you guys smell something? I don't know. Do you, do you smell something? I think it smells like a rotten egg! Oh. oh are, you, are you serious? Are you sure? Yes. No. No. Yes. Please, yes. Please explain. Please explain. Uh... This isn't a bad song. On Preston's rating scale, he only gave it a 50. So that's not like the worst I've ever 50 given. 50 out of what? 100. Oh. So that's not like the worst I've ever given, given a song that I hate the most. Um, I don't know. This doesn't really do anything for me. I guess the thing I like most about this is um, Kimi has a nice rap in here, so that's pretty cool. Um, feels like it's a bit too long. However, I did like the line, you can clip my toenails, but you can't clip my wings. Dang it! I was literally going to mention you, that line. You stole my sandwich stuff, Ryan! Fine. Can I say something about this song, though? Sure. This song was written about the rapper Idea, who is a rapper that I'm another fan of. Is he, is he from and, Minnesota? Yeah, he's from Minnesota, and he died in 2010. And what this song was, was they were going out to this bridge in Texas that is known for a bunch of bats living underneath of it, and they were going <laughs> to sit and watch all the bats fly out as a tribute to Idea. And, but... Like, there were supposed to be tons and tons of bats flying out, but they saw, like, 20 or 10, not very many at all. Mm-hmm. They saw, like, five, actually. And Six, if the song is accurate. <laughs> Six. Yeah. But um, I just think the whole concept of the song is really beautiful and touching. I, It's yeah. honestly, I think, one of the most emotionally, like, like, the subject matter is just the most emotionally... It's probably the heaviest song on the album. Heavy, yeah. yeah. And, uh, wait, do you guys do you guys see that, that bright light? Oh, don't, like don't, don't even! Oh, nice, now no. we really get to fight. Oh. What? Oh, it's the heaviest song on this album. And this album is, pre- I don't have to say pretty light hard, but there's a lot of quirkiness. There's a lot of fun to be had in this album. This, al- this song just comes at you with... This oh, song is no fun. just so sad. So then we have to love it. Well, I'm not saying that, but that's just one of the reasons it just stands out. And like you said, Kimmy oh, rapping. Okay, that's a there's one. There's a song on here that stands out way above the others. Okay, okay, we'll but for different reasons. We... That song doesn't stand out because of dead rappers. Okay, this song is just oh, there's just it's that dark. Okay, that I have dark. a question though. Oh, yes. Okay, are you saying you this is your favorite song because of the content or because of how it sounds? The content. Well, isn't that part of the content? No, but like. Of like what it sounds like, or just the message of the song? Because of everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's... it just sounds like you guys like it just because of the message. Well, that's well, that, well, that's, that's the point of it. of it. But also because of the, like the actual instrumentation is again this very dark tone, this very atmospheric, moody instrumentation, and then you have Kimia rapping, which she doesn't do very often, but uh, she does that, and Aesop kind of sings a bit in this song. In this song again, kind of switching sounds the roles. Drunk. And then there's kind of like eight bit instrumentation. Kind of stands out from the rest of this, you know, folk rock album. It's very prominent. It's very much there, and I just, oh, I love it. And that, like, the last few lines about uh, old-fashioned funerals and people crying, how they shouldn't be celebrating life and having dance parties. I love that because, well, I've been saying that since I was a kid. Not to sound deep or progressive, but I've always like, yeah, don't cry at my funeral. Have a party, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be quick on this because we've been 
talking about it for a while, but here's just my two cents. That it's the longest song on the album by a pretty healthy margin, but I think that's just because they have a lot to say. I really mm-hmm. like this song. It, I didn't know too much about the backstory, but I knew that there was a backstory. But other than that, I just really like the hip-hop-like flow of even Kimia's, um, Kimia's parts. Um, and the Nintendo noises, as Graham mentioned. <laughs> I, I thought that, that was a really nice touch. What's next? All right, so... Captain. So straight from that heavy hitter, we have uh, captain, captain. Scissors, scissor Hands, which includes the line, if I had Edward Scissors Hands, hands. And while that, again, is that kind of lighthearted kind of thing, it's also a somewhat serious mm-hmm. uh, in subject matter, not so serious in tone. Yeah, this one... Yeah, this one is like... It's kind of both. It's like kind of the dichotomy of the album. It's like very lighthearted and fun, but it's also very... It's, it's like picking there's, up There's a message and, there. There's a substance. Yeah, and then I think it also has really great harmonies later on in the song when Kimmy is singing over the main chorus. Mm-hmm. There's that round at the end that kind of progresses yeah. until it fades out. This is another one of my favorites on the album. Most mm-hmm. of it, I love all the songs on this album, really, but um, yeah, this one's great. And, and I noticed while listening to the song, there's a reference to uh, Pogs, which I figured you would enjoy. I never caught You've that. You've never caught onto that? No. Oh, I don't have the oh, wow. pulled up. Oh, wow. I heard that. I'm like, wow, Jacob must love this song. I do. Because you're referencing Pogs all the time. I didn't even notice that. Do, should we explain what Pogs are? They're a toy from the 90s that I don't remember. Jacob remembers them. There's more than I don't nin- remember, but that, I know about them. There's they're that like, 90s nostalgia <laughs> again. They're, they're circle discs that you get a metal circle disc, and you, like, slam it on top of them. You stack the circle discs for first, and then, like... I don't know, you collect them afterward and then those are your pogs now. I don't know. It sounds just as stupid as anything else came out of the nineties. It probably was. Hey no. Yeah. Ryan, Preston, anything else? We came out of the nineties. Exactly. Yeah, and look how we turned yeah, out. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um I don't want to do this. I don't think any track on this album really stands out as being the worst. But I'm gonna go ahead and give Actually, this my just talked about it. Rotten Egg Award. Um even though I like some things about it, like, I like, again, Aesop is going way darker than Kimia. Like, something about ripping a man's heart out where Kimia's like, I'm going to use my scissor hands hands to protect you. So that's mm-hmm. all nice and stuff. But it's just something that I feel like it's done a lot of other times on the album, like this kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And also, Aesop is singing on this so i feel justified in <laughs> doing this it's a fair assessment um uh and i don't know it was my the lower half of my of the songs in here my opinion this this, this one fell um i thought aesop was pretty like his vocals weren't awful in this one i i actually didn't like kimia's vocal performance in this oh, song really? believe it or not because in my notes i have that i effing love kimia dawson yeah well <laughs> i don't know if that's just in general or in, in reference to the song well, for me it, it's in general it's under yeah. this song's uh subhead so well it's weird though because i think her vocal parts are very catchy i just didn't like it very much like it mm-hmm. got stuck in my head but i don't know it was an okay song i could have lived without it it's not as good as eyeball soup Oh, well, why don't I think you, it's better. Why don't, well, I think you're wrong. I well, don't. Well, Press, why don't you uh, segue us into Eyeball Soup and <coughs> you can dispute that if you'd like. Well, the next song is called Eyeball Soup. And I have to say, this is where I first heard of the thing called Hokey Fright. Oh, this does have a yeah. Yeah, title, title drop. drop. Time drop. And um, I don't normally like remixes at all. At all. 
but I think this song would have really been cool if there was more of if someone like remixed it with like kind of electro beat with it as well because I think um, in this song Kimya's lyric vocals are very bouncy and rhythmic and something that the kids could dance to what's <laughs> in the background of this song is that a flute oh you're right I have no idea yeah I put that in my notes that I like whatever the hell's in the background I think it works very well anyway continue Preston I put train noises in my notes <laughs> <laughs> slide whistle yeah. And then I just love how the last one of the last lines is Aesop's going, I'm kidding. It's me. What are you doing? Uh-huh. I, I like the... It's a great song. I like... We've mentioned this before, but the contrast between the two, like, Kimmy has this super, like, bouncy, quick lyrics, and then Aesop is almost monotone and kind of just saying his lines. And I, don't know, I think it's more of an extreme of what we've heard before in their vocals prior to this, but then they kind of just... Not blow it out of the water, but uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Make it almost satirical in proportion. There you yeah. go. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't have much else to say about this song. I mean, I, I really like it. It's I like the like fast-paced vocals mm-hmm. like throughout it. Love it. And again, I like the train noises. <laughs> um, and then one line that stood out to me um, was from Miss Miss Dawson. Uh, the best laid plans can change overnight. The best made maps all need updates. That kind of thing. Where like, I don't know. I don't really know what the meaning of eyeball soup is. But there's a lot of stuff in here about like being open to change. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, this is probably in the lower half of songs for me. I think it's, I think it's, it's really good. But I think it's just sort of like <coughs> runs the typical. It's just sort of the typical song on the album, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I I still really like it. I don't know if I mentioned this, but this album is actually probably my favorite album of the year that it came out, which was 2013. Oh. So. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> they must be if it's good enough right. for Jacob. Preach. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, we have the aquarium, which is kind of bringing us back to that kind of heavy hitting tone. Please we don't have, tap on We the have glass. almost like three of these really super heavy songs in a row starting now. Well, this one's kind of heavy. This one's yeah, yeah. a good song. Well, in tone, it's definitely heavy But it's also sound. kind of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's very fun. It sounds kind of dark, but in kind of an exciting sort of way. It, yeah. was real, it was real hard for me not to make this my favorite, frankly. Um, I thought it was a nice change. The instrumentation sounded more exotic, sort of, in a way. Remind mm-hmm. me of the jungle. and Of the jungle, not of <clears throat> an aquarium. So it was, it was a good time. Love the yeah, song. I, I, I just want to say that I, <coughs> the song sounds kind of angry to me. Like... It just feels angry in tone. Like we've we've felt a bunch of emotions prior to this. The like you know, it's been joy, sadness, nostalgia, grieving, a bunch of stuff. We haven't really felt anger on this album. And this is the only song I think that gets close to that kind of feeling angry or mad at something. I'm like, please don't tap on the glass. Just yeah, be self-explanatory, yeah. but people are doing it anyways. Yeah, that's, that's my two cents. Two cents. I actually was having a hard time <coughs> deciding just from listening to the song whether it's. From the perspective of fish or not, I think it is. But um, <coughs> I think that's pretty cool that there's that like ambiguity a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think that "Please Don't Tap on the Glass" makes a pretty interesting hook for a song. Like I never yeah. thought that would be a hook in a song. <coughs> I think with "Please Don't Tap on the Glass," what they're also saying is like, "Please don't like you know keep prodding people or like I don't know." I think it could yeah. also be used as a metaphor for people like yeah, pushing people's buttons, yeah, getting on their nerves. 
Don't do that now. Not that Jacob and I have a history of that at all. <laughs> no, not. Or not, not, not at all. <laughs> Still finding pretzels. For those playing along at home, we were roommates last year, and oh boy, we were we were petty. It got kind of ugly oh there, boy. but we're best friends again. Yeah, my only issue with this song is it maybe like with that hook, it maybe gets a little bit repetitive after a while, but it doesn't necessarily annoy me, but I don't know. I also mm. just didn't love that part of it. Doesn't doesn't hook you? No, but overall it has this like nice forward motion. Mm-hmm. I know, I like that. All right, moving on. Uh, the teleprompter. Not the teleprompter, just teleprompter. Apologize. Teleprompters. Yes, there's, a, there's an S. <coughs> My notes are all kinds of screwed yeah. up. So many teleprompters. This plus <laughs> S minus the. <laughs> this is my second favorite song. Oh, on the album. good choice, Jacob. This one is <coughs> probably the feelsiest song on the out. Feelsy is kind of a trendy word, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's maybe like the most heartfelt song on the album. I think it it it's just the lyrical content. If if you didn't connect with bats, you'll connect with this one, and it'll probably be. It honestly makes me tear up like half the times I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. Well, so I kind explain the I, song. Oh, you can. Oh, okay. So, uh, Kimmy starts it off, and uh, she sings about how you know she usually sings these you know empowering these positive songs, and then the chorus is uh, not the chorus, but like the bridge. Like I sometimes need to hear it myself. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I'm butchering that. I'm strong and I'm I am lovable. Lovable. Yeah, you got it. I am lovable. She and does not say I'm butchering that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a uh, Graham impromptu line. A Grahamism. <laughs> well, no, and that just piece of grammar. That just that starts off a song wow. that that starts the. Uh, oh, that keeps the theme is persistent <laughs> throughout. This isn't the kind of joke that you would make. No, because mine's actually clever. Oh, we'll we'll duke this out at, out of the so recording. So I so you mentioned um how. Like if you didn't connect with bats, then you'll probably connect with this one. I really connected this with this one. This is a really cool. This is a really great song. I it was a really nice change because it would seem very introspective, especially for Kimia. Um, I really liked Aesop's part because yeah. he did a great job of being serious and kind of matching Kimia's intensity, but he also kind of showed his personality, mm-hmm. especially with he was very, with the very snappy fine and that. Th- and he goes, "Okay, you need to get out more." Yeah, the very resisting other people's suggestions, but then just giving in out of pure pure frustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you need to get out more. Interestingly, as soon as I heard that, I was like, that reminds me of Kids by Sleigh Bells. Hmm. (laughs) Um, But I think it's interesting that we're comparing this song to Bats because there's a little bit of a continuity nod where Aesop mentions millions of bats again. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's cool. There's a few things like that on this album, and we'll get to some of those later on. But I think it's really emotional and creative, and even with Kimia saying these things that everybody says, like, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the point is that, like, these are things everybody says, these are things I say to you, but it's because I know that I need to hear them. And I almost wondered that if... Uh... <laughs> Like, in the song as a whole, if she actually does believe these things. Like, in reference to the song, not necessarily in reference to herself. Because uh, the li- the lyric, it's easier to say than do, is mentioned yeah. right before she goes into the I am beautiful, I am powerful, I am strong, and I am lovable. Yeah, I think that's actually my favorite part of it, that that part leading into it. it that kind of changes the entire meaning of it. It's kind of ambiguous. Maybe she's, once again, just singing a song for everyone else and not for her sake. 
Ooh, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. <laughs> this is actually, I, I, this is another one that I was considering <laughs> giving my gold star. There was a few, but this is probably my second or third favorite. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on the subject of teleprompters? Nope, nope. All right, we're gonna move on to alligators. Or is it? Ju- is it just alligator? <laughs> alligator. <laughs> <laughs> this is, who wants? Jacob, do you want to be our new uh, host from here on out? <laughs> I'm not even official part. <laughs> just e- replace everyone. Me. Meet Graham. This is the village idiot. <laughs> oh, I mean, at this point, I pretty much am. God. My intelligence. He even lives in the village. My intelligence aside. <laughs> Uh, this song is very sexual, and not in the sexy kind of way, in the no. in the coming of age kind yeah. of way. Oh yeah, and it's uh, very—I don't want to say very different, but thematically it's different from their other songs. They haven't really dealt too much with the the bad touch on this album, and here they both come out and just kind of burying it up for all to see. Yeah. Um, I guess I maybe contradicting you. I guess not listening to the lyrics, just listening to the song structure. I kind of felt like. Once this song got going, it kind of just sounded like other earlier songs on this album. And quite frankly, this song was kind of, I don't know, didn't really stand out. It just wasn't... Oh, what about that ping pong instrumentation? Well, yeah, yeah. that was cool. That's why I said once it got started. <laughs> the ping pong, that was cool. But, like, I don't know, it just it just sounded like something I'd heard a few times before with different lyrics earlier on. I thought, actually, there were a few things that made it stand out, one being the Mm. ping pong. And And one being the Aesop rock line, which we can't say on air. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Hold on, let me look it up. I'll see if we can say it. Continue with your... Most definitely cannot. You'll realize (laughs) Use the slosh. Use the slosh. But anyway, um, the only other time I've heard, like, ping pong balls used as an instrument was on the Flying Lotus song Table Tennis, but that was more of an effect. (laughs) And this you one is more it. constant percussion. Oh, I, yeah. Sorry. Is hold on. Oh, sorry. You. I'm sorry now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually, weirdly, in terms of continuity, which I was talking about, I kind of interpreted this as kind of the big kid zombie cafe, like, <laughs> like zombie cafe is all like, oh, your friends are like getting hurt at the skate park, and you're, you're still like tempted to do it with them, and. This one's like all your friends are things I'm not going to mention because this is a family-friendly podcast. Having loving relationships with each other. Yes. They're all (laughs) waiting until marriage. Yeah. This (laughs) this song – well, first I'd like to say that I know another song that uses ping pong as a beat. It's called Ping Pong. It's by (laughs) Anti-Pop Consortium. They're another, like, experimental hip-hop group. Nobody cares. They're really cool. Listen to them. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, this song is probably – I love it, but it's again, it's probably one of my lesser favorite songs on the album. Um, I think it's really cool though because <laughs> the whole song is sort of like a grotesque '90s cartoon depiction of sexuality. Yeah, almost like a PSA, like "Don't have sex, you'll die." Yeah, or like yeah. something you'd see in Ren and Stimpy. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that messed up kind of visual perspective, but per- portrayed through word. And is the line you're referring to, holy gosh darn freaking shoot? Of course yes. it is. You didn't even read the, the second part. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a whole song about that subject matter coming up very soon. Well, sort of. Sort of. It's, yeah, yeah. Although I feel like Hooters is kind of a word we can use. All right. So, holy gosh darn freaking, freaking shoot. shoot. Massive Hooters everywhere. 
and that is a great <laughs> line. It comes Mom, out of nowhere, Mom. and it's just the best line. Well, it's not the best line, but it's... It's a good line, and Mom, I'm sorry you had to hear me say that. It's you didn't about write to... it if it makes you feel any better. You should be ashamed. He just suggested the album, that's all. It's about to get a whole lot worse, though. Not but immediately. Not, quite. Not, quite. not immediately. Because, um... I just have a quick question. Why did you hang up on me? Oh, no. Which is uh, the next song is actually abbreviated. Uh, Why'd you hang up on me? Uh, W-Y-H-U-O-M. Why'd you hang up on me? And Good this job, is, Graham. It's a very, very interesting song. You know, I've actually been trying to figure out what that stood for. Oh, well, man. Mystery solved. See, I'm not the village idiot. I'm the village intellectual. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Anyway, I actually kind of like that it's titled with the initials because you're like, what? What the heck does that mean? And you find out very quickly... It's very simple. It's more of an electronic interlude more than anything, but just with a little joke in it. I, th- I think it's actually very Aesop rock. Yeah. Because it, uh, it starts with a dial tone and someone punching in some phones to or numbers to a phone. And then you hear the click. And then there's this electronic interlude. Nice beat. Just kind of goes on. Then it repeats with, I believe, Kimmy is the first to say, why'd you hang up on me? Yeah, it's kind of cool. I get to hear Kimia when she's not singing. It's like it's like seeing your teacher out at the grocery store when you're not in school. <laughs> All right. And there's a good beat, too. There's a great beat to this song. That's then, my contribution. And then they hang up, and it goes back and forth. <coughs> and just them asking, why'd you hang up on me? And then it ends, and I love it. Like, you kind of think it's going to go somewhere for, like, the whole song, and that doesn't, and it just, I love that. They just mess with you. Mess with you. Okay, so this one's my rotten egg. <laughs> oh, I mean, way to take the easy way out, dude. I know Hater. it is. It what? really is. I'll forgive you. You're a special guest. But I, I, I gotta, won't. But I gotta be <laughs> honest. Like this one, I thought it was cool the first time I heard it, and nearly every other time I just like get annoyed by it and kind of. Now's when it. you get a, like a drink from the fridge. I, I kind of. I mean, I still kind of enjoy it for the novelty that it is, mm-hmm. but. It's the only song on the album where I'm like, yeah, I could probably do without that one. Yeah, I, I actually gotta agree, though I like it. But uh, I do think it's used as an actual interlude. Like, we just had this gauntlet of kind of heavy songs. Yeah. And now it just kind of breaks it up and begins to wind down the album back to the more uh, fun tone. Uh, Boomerang. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, speaking of bringing it back, boom, next boom, song boom, is appropriately titled Boomerang. Yeah, one boomerang. It's not boomerangs, Graham. Hey, I got it right this time. <laughs> Give me a break, at least. It's actually a boomer, oomer, oomerang. <laughs> boomer, oomer, oomerang. I just gotta say, I love the drum beat in the song. I, I gotta be... say, this would be, like, my second favorite song if it did not make mention of a certain disgusting creature several times that's hanging out in a cup. You're talking about spiders? Yes, spider. Uh-huh. Now you can't listen to this el- or this podcast anymore because I just mentioned the unmentionable. Yeah, I'm the... going to soldier through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tough. Preston doesn't like song. spiders, guys. He hates spiders. Hate him, but boomerang is so catchy. It's a great song, apart from the spider drop. Good ascension in the song. <laughs> the spider drop. Spider drop. Yeah, this <laughs> the is spider the, drop. Is that Anthony Fantano is a Halloween special. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, this is my third favorite song on the album, probably. Uh, I don't know. It's very sad. I mean, I don't really it's, know what it's about at all. But <laughs> I say it's along those nostalgia lines again. But yeah, I can't definitely. be certain. Maybe I it's think it's like definitely nostalgia. Old things coming back to haunt you, like a boomerang. That's boomerang. what I gathered pretty much. Ah, oh, it's, it's ooh. As well as it has that happy instrumentation again. But if you look at the lyrics, you're like, ah, oh, this isn't as happy. Yeah, especially as when you see the word spider. While listening to it, you feel very reflective. No matter and, how like, ca- contemplative. No matter how catchy boomer oomer oomerang is, it's just <laughs> it can't it can't hide boomer, the sadness. Oomerang. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a really good way of saying it. Like you'd think with something like that ridiculous of a chorus that it wouldn't just be like, yeah. You know. And on the instrumentation front, as a um, percussionist, I really appreciated the frequent use of a vibraphone on this song. Are those the chimes? Yeah, I guess. Okay, because I put chimes are a plus. So. Oh well, now you know. <laughs> vibraphone. Good like vibes, that? but um, yeah, I think it's definitely about childhood nostalgia. And really, I think this is one of the ones where Kimia Dawson and Aesop Rock's styles mesh together the best. Um, like, I couldn't really tell which one kind of came up with it or who had more um, say in it, even though it has a little bit of a sort of hip-hop feel to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Kimia Dawson has the line, I'm sorry that sometimes I'm a deadbeat friend. Dead well, Kimia, yeah. join the club. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, this is how we name draft celebrities without insulting them, Preston. This is how we get people on our show. Okay, idiot. <laughs> I think something you mentioned is like their style is meshing. I actually think that this is kind of a uh, oddball in terms of collaborations because they're very much on equal footing. I think for the most thing, like usually in collaborations, it'll be like, oh, it's really this solo album with this person on it. But mm-hmm. I think they actually mesh their styles very well throughout. All right. Oh and boy! All right. The final song on this album, one that I hold near and dear to my heart. <laughs> you're, you're, well, near not dear to dear. Near and dear, <laughs> near uh, dear to my tits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, mom. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the song is called "Tits Up." Tits up. And oh my God, this song is incredible. It's awesome. It's very accurately titled. The most ridiculous song so on the great. album, wait, hands wait, down. Wait, wait. And it's almost everyone's gold star. Hands down, that's an interesting <laughs> contrast. Hands there. down, tits up. It's my gold star. It's Preston's gold star. It's so great. It's just so wild. It's like, this is this is where Kimia Dawson like became more like Aesop Rock, sort of, but not really. And it was just really cool to see her like rapping like that. It was really awesome. This song is. I okay. You guys may talk about how like deep down it's serious or something, but this song is just so serious at all. It was so much fun. The first two lines in the song include. (laughs) Uh, trying to pinpoint when that stuff went tits up, and that just is repeated throughout the entire song, it literally until the end. Ends on the goofiest song imaginable. I know. And that's a great way to end it. Well, let's, let's take a step back. Let's take a deep breath. Wait, wait I have one more thing. No, 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 no. Continue. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Continue. Sorry. I just okay. I'm speaking to one person and one person only right now. Kimia Dawson, <laughs> if you are out there, I wish you would sign my high tops. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually at the IHOP that Aesop got the high score on the Dig Dug. You're kidding, at. right? No, yeah, I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was like, see, I feel like that should be a national like, <laughs> monument. Uh huh. I, I do love all the gamer references: the IHOP Dig Dug, the Parappa uh, the Rappa, Chop Chop Block Block <laughs> line in there. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's out of place. Song. I love it. And I think there's a line, a few lines that we all want to kind of dissect. Yes. Yes. Ryan, absolutely. You can you can steer this conversation. Um, okay, so here's the deal. There's a lot of great lines from both parties on this album, but the one that made me, like, just, like, caught my attention so much is when Kimia Dawson raps, and, yeah, first of all, Kimia Dawson rapping, like, <laughs> full-on awesome. rapping, awesome. like, full-on rap music. That by itself is incredible. Yeah, but it's the line, there ain't no fluffer that can fluff this nutter. <laughs> 
Oh boy. And that's more continuity. Remember Fluffernutters from uh-huh. the uh, s- the superheroes? It's a brick joke. This is yeah. this is the only um in my mind that references a Fluffernutter not just once but twice. I know. And here's the thing: if I was Kimia Dawson's mother, this is the point where I'd be like. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about this Aesop guy. I, I feel like he might be hanging out with the wrong crowd. <laughs> and I feel like she, like, I, Kimia Dawson is still, like, 12 years old in my mind. And right. I feel like Kimia's mother was, like, on her way to go pick her up when she heard that. <laughs> She's walking home with this ace character. Yeah. Oh, and interestingly enough, it's, oh, like, here. not that it sounds anything like them, but just, like, the beats, the electronic groove in the background... Kind of just reminded me how much I want Aesop Rock to be on the next Gorillaz album. Oh. Yeah, when's that coming out, by the way? Next year, apparently. I thought Hopefully. it was like late this I year. I it was supposed to be late this I know. year. There's Aesop, still some time left. But... Aesop Rock would mesh so naturally with the Gorillaz, though. I yes. know. Anyway, I love at, this at song. Mr. It's crazy. Gorillaz. Yeah, I mean, it was, if we're all pointing out lines on this, on this song, and this song is pretty much just good line after good line after good line. Uh, the one that stands out to me is, of course, Hey Mom, Life's Good, Works Great, Tip Top, P.S. Send Cash, yes. Half Dead, Tits Up. <laughs> and Mom, if you're listening to this, don't worry. I don't relate to that at but all. But he needs cash. No, I do not. I'm doing perfectly fine. He's lying. I need cash if my mom is listening. Mom, Life's Good, Working Great, Tip Tops. Tip but you're not going to, the second half of the line. Send cash, half dead, pretty much tits up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one album closer where I'm like, it ends super abruptly and I don't care because it's just so wild. It's on for a while. It does. It's the second longest song, I believe. Mm-hmm. And like the second half of the song is just them going back and forth the like the two lines and then ending it with tits up, which is like the formula for the song. And. Yeah. I just don't think the song could have fit anywhere else on the album. No. It had to be at the end. It had to it just... Had to. It had to be the comic relief. Mm-hmm. After Boomerang and, you know... You know, I'm kind of... Pr- this is kind of like Kimia Dawson's... Uh, not coming out party, but I feel like the previous songs were her kind of um, experiment, dabbling in the kind of rap and hip-hop industry, and this was, like, the result of her hanging out with Aesop Rock and <laughs> people in the hip-hop industry, and she just kills it like it's awesome mm-hmm. it's just I'm would, proud of Kimya I would love a whole uh, Kimya dedicated rap album uh, that'd be Absolutely. great so with that how are we feeling about this album overall gentlemen would love you it. recommend it yes love it yeah yeah even if I didn't like this album I feel like I would <laughs> still recommend it just because it's like it's like you've never heard anything like there this is, before you yeah, gotta listen to it it's, I think it's a yeah genre of its own honestly this is a one of a kind album I frankly didn't think I would like this very much and before I, I listened to it. Frankly, I didn't think you would either. I, That's know, why yeah, I, chose it. Yeah, I know because you... I know you. I know you like Kimmy a lot, and we were talking I about Kimmy. And I know you're just you're kind of not on the nice, but you don't know what, what to think about Aesop most yeah, of the time. I just haven't listened to him that much, so I figured this would be. A, I just wanted to see what you'd say about yeah, this album. Honestly, of all the albums that we've reviewed, this is my favorite. Like even the one that I suggested, um, mm-hmm. much more than Reflector and. Um, uh, the other one. Yeah, give up the fight. <laughs> give up the fight. Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree very this much with so that. This is so good. Like, you done well, son. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It goes downhill from here. <laughs> You're still the idiot, though. I can't wait. I can't I can't dodge that title <coughs> anymore. So that's a recommend from all of us, then? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. Well, there you have it. I don't f- care what you like. I don't care if you're a jazz fan, if you like freaking Gregorian chants. I don't care if you only listen to German death reggae and Halloween sound effects records from the 50s. Listen to this. Please. That's an order. 
and I think I think this is a historic moment. This is our first th- first ever time, and Adam's gotten four recommendations. Well, yeah, because there's four I, of us. I know. Oh, okay. I know. I'm being coy. I, oh, I'm being like clever, or so I thought. Oh, think again. All right, that was that was fun. I like. If you're it. if you're coy, then I guess we shouldn't tap on the glass. <laughs> Come on, I said it was good. We were having a good time. Oh well, I have to ruin it sometime. Yeah, but with that fantastic album out of the way, uh, what have you guys been listening to this past week or so? Any new tunes? Some hot hits? No, nothing. But I've been listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I've been listening Just to random. Yeah. I've been listening to a ton of 2016 albums and trying to play catch up for the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um notably the newest um Tribe Called Quest and Ooh, very good. It weirdly okay, here's the thing. I hate everything Childish Gambino has done, but his newest album is actually quite good and I think if you don't like Childish Gambino, or even if you do, then you should listen to his new album. You know, Word on the Street is, isn't he going to be in, like, a Star Wars in a few yeah, years? He's yeah, he's Lando Calrissian. I actually I have been listening to something that hasn't been Nine Inch Nails or uh, Uncluded related. I've been listening to the, new, to the new War Paint album. Okay. Now, frankly, I don't know when that came out. It could have come out last February. could have came out in September. I don't know. It's pretty cool, though. I think I think Graham would like it. Huh, I think Ryan might like it, too. I don't know about Jacob. It's well, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. Yeah. They're First, from they're from LA. Ooh, LA. La. Not the cool part of California, but still from California. <laughs> and if I'm not wrong, their album is called Heads Up. So Ooh. not not the Heads not any up. other not body the parts. Explicit. I actually really don't know if we're allowed to say that on there. I don't know if that'll be bleeped or not. And if it is, I am so sorry, Daily, our uh, wonderful editor here. It was but, Graham's idea. But I mean it's not it's not an explicit is it? It's We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Either way, speaking of explicit, uh, what I've been listening to is they past won't know what you're weeks. talking about if it is explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Bosoms up. <laughs> <laughs> but explicit music. This past couple weeks, I've been listening to. Uh, I cannot say this is a group on the air, but it's freaking Werewolf Esso, a Swedish emo spazcore group <laughs> and it's as ridiculous as it sounds and I love it and it's not music for everyone but I'm gonna say go look them up cause it's I can't describe it it's crazy. crazy clearly you said like five genres and I still have no idea what it sounds like that's not even all of them you can throw in like 8-bit and like crash core and crash kings it's crazy I love it uh, on a more digestible note I've also been listening to uh, the album Iskust I can't pronounce this. Iskutsik. Look at him being all, like, international and diverse. Well, this isn't international. This is by uh, Gassy Ross, who is a Native American uh, speaker, storyteller, Indian, and rapper. Yeah, that's not diverse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. You got a point. No, no. It was recommended to me, and it's just this really cool hip-hop album. And who is it recommended to you by, Graham? We should give a shout-out, give ah, credit where credit is due. To our friend over at Village Green Records, Mr. Travis. Travis! Oh, fun fact, Travis actually hates this Uncluded album. Why? <laughs> What's your deal, man? Come yeah, on. I talked to him about it once, and he's like, oh, you like that? <coughs> I've never brought it up again. It's not clum out. We need more guests he on just, this podcast. He probably prefers Faith No More. <laughs> he also does not Don't like Faith s- No do More. I hope he never listens here. to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's acoustics. Kus- it's, oh. it's, it's not acoustics. It's Iskutsik. Oh. 
is are you sure there's not an S at the end? I'm looking at right now. Uh, it's actually from 2005, oh. but it's very relevant with the whole uh, pipeline thing that just is getting wrapped up now. Uh, it's kind of a not not to get political, but I just felt the album was very oh. relevant, and I that's thought, why I was I listening to it. I thought pipeline was something that you found on like Urban Dictionary. Oh no, no. Okay, not not that pipeline. No, the actual it environment destroying one. Yeah, probably. Not to get political. <laughs> 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 nah, not at all. I don't know. It's cool. If you can if you can somehow spell that out, I definitely recommend looking it up also. But yeah, that's been the world of music for Graham Taylor. The village idiot. Yeah. So, Jacob, thank Hi, you. Um. Thank you for being here with us today. You had a lot of good insight. I'm glad we brought you on. You were you were just so happy like most of this time and it was great. We were yeah. all very happy a lot oh, yeah. of the time. I was very excited. I was making very many movements that you couldn't see from He was dancing. <laughs> you can't see because there are no video cameras <coughs> that we know of. This the future of podcasts. Yeah, we may have to wear clothes next time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm very glad you decided to join us and I I look forward to future collaborations with you yes. if you will. I probably will. I mean, what else do I have to do? Right? Listen to music and talk with us. Yeah, I mean, that's all I do anyway. Huh. So with that, I'm going to I'm going to sign us off. Any any final words? Oh. Oh my god. Oh, I know we're about to enter winter break here, but we do we do still have homework. Mr. Ryan Fine. Hello. You almost forgot I about almost me. Did. We almost the podcast almost ended right here. Pilot. So did you uh, did you have an album in mind that we Auto should pilot. listen to? Okay, this is kind of unprecedented for me, but I'm gonna need you guys to pick like somebody needs to pick a number between one and ten right now. Nine. Uh, five. Okay. Um, then, our album for next week is this album, I, I was considering between a few, actually. Wait, give us the considered. Well, no, because the other ones are going to come back later. <laughs> you suck. But I just anyway. thought of this other one, because I was thinking about how we've done too many, like, pretty recent albums. What can I guess? And I wanted to come up with one that was a little bit older. Oh, no. It's not, like, ancient or anything. Oh, the okay. 90s. Is it, All right. is it three by Crystal Castles? It is not three by Crystal <laughs> Castles. Oh, darn, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a pretty good one. Or is it one. ten by Pearl Jam? No, not quite that old. Does it have a number in it? No. Oh. Well, you know, just tell us because the suspense is killing me. I don't know, All one, right. more, one more hint. Your dog keeps All right, here's the hint. It is the debut album by Of Montreal, oh, Cherry Peel. You gotta be kidding me. Yay. Yeah, you know I, I, I I just thought of it like five minutes ago. I was like, it's a bit different. Gotta, I gotta do no, it. No, you gotta be kidding me. You know, I was, you know what I was gonna choose my next time around? What? Skeletal Lamping by Of Montreal. Oh, you, that was what you talked about? Yes, we talked about oh. it. Oh, no. Well, I would actually recommend listening to both of those albums. They're a lot different it. from each other, but Cherry Peel is what we're talking about next time. Right, and if you're right. familiar with Of Montreal but haven't heard this album, it might not be what you expect, so go and listen if you to haven't it. heard of Of Montreal, it's probably definitely not what you expect. So you're just going to do two Of Montreal albums in a row then? Ooh, a double podcast. Uh, no, I go after Ryan, so no. Oh, yeah. Well. Preston's off the podcast. Double podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a deal. <laughs> All right. So if we don't see you folks next week because winter break is upon us and we are- Merry uh, December. We are in college. Uh, we might, but we might not. So if we're gone for a few weeks, fear not, we probably aren't dead. We will We will return next year. And with that, I am officially bidding adieu this time. Wait. I didn't- <laughs> Yes. Now you're good. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. Adios. Adieu. Bye. <laughs>